This is Adam Holst. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast, which is brought to you by La Touraine, the best affordable luxury watches and accessories on the market. Go to their website, latouraine.com, L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com, and then use my promo code at checkout. It's simple, three capital letters, A-H-S. That will get you 10% off your entire order at LaTourain.com. We're also brought to you by Pick'em Wars, free-to-play sports contests, real cash prizes. Check them out at Pick'emwars.com. It's really easy. You enter a sports contest. It's free to play. If you pick the most winners that week, you get paid out in real cash. It's a deal you can't beat. Make sure you check them out if you think you know your sports. Pick'emwars.com. We are brought to you by Team Clicks. Team branded sunglasses and blue light blockers. They are very cool designs, very unique. They have the outdoor sunglasses and the blue light blockers. I personally use the blue light blockers every single day. I write sports articles for a living, so I'm always staring at my computer screen. My eyes used to get very fatigued from staring at the screen all day, but not anymore now that I have blue light blockers from Team Clicks. They really do work. I'm not joking. I do use them every single day. They've been a game changer for me. My eyes used to get very dried out. I'd get headaches from staring at the screen all day. These have changed everything for me. If you haven't tried blue light blockers already, you should give them a try now. You can check them out at teamclicks.com and you can use my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports. That will get you your best offers and deals at teamclicks.com. That same promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports, will also get you all of your best deals at fanatics.com. Fanatics has team branded anything you can think of, accessories, clothing, all kinds of stuff, anything you can imagine that you want your team's logo on, you can find it at fanatics.com and you will get all of your best prices and deals with my promo code, all capital letters, Adam Hulse Sports. I would also like to give a shout out to the Rave On Sports app. Really cool app this season. They're brand new this year. You watch the games live. You follow along in the Rave On Sports app. You battle chat with other teams. You comment on the plays as they happened. You react live. It's a very awesome app for sports fans. You can follow your favorite teams or any of the big games that you're watching. I had a blast this season hosting the Dallas Cowboys games on the Rave On Sports app. Now the Cowboys have been eliminated, but Rave On Sports is still here for the last three games of the NFL season. They will have live chats for both of the conference championship games as well as the Super Bowl. So if you haven't checked them out already, you should do it now. Download the Rave on Sports app and join them for all of the action live. Okay, and one last thing that I want to mention before we get into this episode. If you are someone who is looking to get into the sports writing business, I have an opportunity for you. Check out BorderFuelSports.com. They are expanding their brand, looking for writers with all different kinds of experiences, all different sports, all different areas that you want to write about. Border Fuel is accepting applications now. Go to BorderFuelSports.com if you're looking to get into the industry. And when you fill out the application, make sure you put my name, Adam Hulse, in the referral line so that they know I sent you. Now, I'd also just like to mention that all of these offers that I just ran through, they can all be found in one place on my Twitter page, at Adam Hulse Sports. That's the handle on Twitter. Make sure you follow me on there. Check out that page. All of those offers that I just listed, I have direct links to all of them on my Twitter page, as well as updates about the podcast, announcements about when I'm appearing on other podcasts, everything 
everything that has to do with my show and all of my writing articles, everything you need to know about what I'm up to on my Twitter page, at Adam Hole Sports. There is a direct link in my bio that will give you all of these promos with direct links that I just went through. Okay, with all of that being said, let's get into this week's episode of the podcast. We have arrived at the conference championship week of the NFL season. That means there are only three games remaining in this entire NFL season. Season always goes so fast in the NFL, it flies by. I can't believe that we're already to this point. We're into the final four of the NFL. I will be giving you some plays for the two games this weekend, as I do on every show. Before I get into those plays, let's Let's do a quick review of where we stand for the season so far and how my picks have done in the playoffs so far. I have two weeks to catch up on with my picks. Heading into the wild card round at the end of the regular season, I had a 48-45 and 45 overall record. I made three picks for wild card weekends. I had the Raiders getting six points against the Bengals. They lost by seven, so they missed the cover by one point. I took the Bills minus four against the Patriots. They blew the doors off New England. Buffalo had the perfect offensive game. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. We easily covered that four-point spread. And then I had the Cowboys minus three against the 49ers they lost straight up they had a very disappointing game they did not play their best football when it mattered the most I'm very disappointed as a Cowboy fan that that's how we looked in our playoff game and look there was a lot of controversy about the end with the Dak Prescott quarterback draw and time expired before they had their chance to throw one Hail Mary into the end zone and with you know the referee you know not getting the ball down in time or whatever however you want to see that last play as that happened to me that is not why the Cowboys lost the game. They lost the game because they didn't show up for the rest of the game. And when it really comes down to it, the Cowboys got the ball with three minutes to go in the game, all three of their timeouts, and they needed to put a drive together to score a touchdown. They were down seven. That was their opportunity to tie the game. They did not score on that drive. They turned it over on downs, gave the ball back to San Francisco. So that was the opportunity. They did not get it done on that drive. That drive right there is the reason why the Cowboys paid Dak Prescott that huge contract. That's why you pay what you believe to be elite quarterbacks. When you get the ball down seven, three minutes to go, needing a touchdown, you have to score on that drive. The Cowboys didn't score. So whatever happened on that next drive with being unable to get the Hail Mary off as time expired is somewhat irrelevant because if they scored on the previous drive, it may have been a different story altogether. Or if they just played better from the start, of the game because the offense was basically non-existent for the rest of that game. Look, the Cowboys actually could have got blown out in that game if Jimmy Garoppolo didn't make a couple mistakes late in the game to allow the Cowboys to get back into it. So again, the weird ending, sure, it's annoying and it's never fun for a game to end in that way, but it's not why the Cowboys lost. They lost for a lot of other reasons besides that last play. Okay, so that's my quick rant about the Cowboys' frustrating loss, but after the wild card weekend, I went 1-2 and two on those picks, moving my record to 49-47 and 47 on the season. For the divisional round, I made four plays. All four of those plays were given out on my Twitter page, so if you always want to stay up to date with my picks and make sure you get all all of them, they're always on my Twitter, at Adam Hull Sports. So, those four picks for the divisional rounds. I had the Titans minus three and a half against the Bengals. 
Titans lost straight up in that game. My reasoning was I thought that the Titans defensive line would kind of dominate that game with being one of the best D-lines in football against one of the weakest offensive lines in football with the Bengals. I was right that the defensive line dominated the game, but Joe Burrow and the Bengals still found a way to win that one despite him getting sacked nine times in that game. So props to the Bengals on overcoming that. I had the 49ers plus five and a half against the Packers. They won the game straight up completely shut down that Aaron Rodgers offense and then I had the Bucks minus two and a half against the Rams the Bucks lost that game they were down big in the third quarter Brady led a crazy comeback to get the game back to tied up and then their defense gave up a long pass an inexcusable pass to Cooper Cup down the seam to get them in field goal range and kick a field goal to win it at the end of regulation huge blown coverage situation there by the Buccaneers defense And speaking of blown coverage situations, I had the Bills plus two and a half against the Chiefs. The Bills lost that game in overtime by a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. One of the wildest finishes to a game I've ever seen. There was like 25 points scored, I believe it was, in the final two minutes of regulation, which is just absolutely insane. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes going toe-to-toe, battling it back and forth in those final two minutes, each of them coming up with some spectacular plays, spectacular drives. But look, the Bills' defense really blew this game for them. The Bills took the lead with 13 seconds remaining in regulation. Josh Allen scored a touchdown. He nailed the two-point conversion to go up by three points with 13 seconds remaining in regulation. And somehow the Bills' defense allowed two pretty simple big chunk passes. They were really not even that contested. They made it way too easy on Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Two easy, quick, long plays to get them into quick field goal range. Butker nails the field goal. Chiefs win the coin toss in overtime they get the ball first they score game over really a frustrating heartbreaking loss for the bills in that one they had it they had the lead 13 seconds to go it's really inexcusable for the defense to give up that many yards i think the chiefs went close to 50 yards i think it was 44 yards in about 10 seconds as a defense there's no way you can allow that to happen but in the end patrick mahomes pulls it out again he moves to eight and two in his postseason career as a starter. He is 8-0 against every team in the playoffs. That's not Tom Brady. So he's 8-0 against everyone else, 0-2 against Brady to be 8-2 in his playoff career to this point. But all of that being said, I went 1-3 on divisional round weekends, and that pulled my record to an even 50 and 50. I've given out 100 picks so far this season, and I've split them evenly. 50 wins, 50 losses. I will be looking to get back into the positive side this week after two straight losing weeks in the playoffs. We'll be looking to get a winner this week, pull our record above 500 instead of below it. We will try to do so in conference championship weekend. And of course, there's only two games, but I am going to make a pick for both of these two games, and I have a prop for both games as well. Okay, so let's get into it and starting with the first game. That is the AFC Championship game, of course, between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Patrick Mahomes will take that 8-2 playoff record that I mentioned before, and he will have to go up against Joe Burrow, who's 2-0 in his postseason career. Look, there's just been something special about this Bengals team this year, about Joe Burrow, about that connection with Jamar Chase. They've seemed to show up big in the biggest moments this season. They're finding ways to win. They're overcoming some 
some adversity. Like I said, in that game against the Titans, Joe Burrow was getting obliterated in that game. He was getting hit on almost every play. He got sacked nine times. The defensive line of the Titans absolutely controlled that game. But Burrow got the ball back in a tie game late in the fourth quarter. He was able to get them into field goal range. And then their rookie kicker, Evan McPherson, who's been absolutely spectacular. He hasn't missed a kick yet in the postseason. I think he's eight for eight so far this postseason. He drills another one, game winner, and the Bengals advance. The Bengals have just been a tough out this year. Their defense has played pretty well. Their secondary has come up pretty big lately. They've made some timely plays when they've needed them to. Their pass rush with Trey Hendrickson has been getting home a little bit. So their defense isn't a great defense, but it has stepped up lately and played pretty well. It's definitely played well enough to give their explosive offense with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, all those weapons on the offense. Just keep them close, and then they've been finding ways to get it done. It will obviously be a tall task this week against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, talking about finding ways to win, I mean, just look at the Chiefs last week against the Bills. They overcame what looked like a loss several times at the end of that game and still found a way to get it done. So I'm expecting an exciting matchup here between the Bengals and the Chiefs. They did just play a few weeks ago towards the end of the regular season, and the Bengals did win that game. It was in Cincinnati, and it was the regular season, so this is obviously a different situation in Kansas City in the playoffs. But still, the Bengals did win their first meeting, 34-31. to That was a spectacular game, back and forth, shootout between the two offenses. Joe Burrow led a comeback from behind, and him and Jamar Chase really took that game over in the end to get the win. Now, I'm not so sure that... Cincinnati can go into Kansas City and win a playoff game against Patrick Mahomes, it would not shock me if Cincinnati won this game, just because, like I said, there's been something special about Cincinnati. Joe Burrow has been full of confidence. He has, like, this calm cockiness to him that he's just been getting it done. He believes that he can win this game. He believes that the Bengals can win a Super Bowl, and it really just shows in his attitude and in his play. He never panics. He's always cool. He always has an answer for everything that happens on the field. I love what Joe Burrow's doing this year, and I do give the Bengals a shot to win this game in Kansas City, but the play that I am going to be making is on the point spread. I'm going to be taking the Bengals plus seven. I think a touchdown is way too many to give the Bengals right now. That's a lot of points for a team that already beat them in the regular season, for a team that's played as good as the Bengals have played lately, and for a team that I think actually has a shot to pull the upset so that is my first play of the week I'm taking the Bengals getting a full touchdown in Kansas City I also do have a player prop that I'm going to be making on this game and look I'm looking for Jamar Chase superstar rookie wide receiver him and Burrow have had an awesome connection all year at the beginning of the season they absolutely tore it up and then they got a little quiet towards the middle of the year and then this late part in this late stretch they've been absolutely unstoppable again the first time that the Bengals and Chiefs played a couple weeks ago, Jamar Chase absolutely took the game over. He had 11 receptions for 266 yards and three touchdowns.
touchdowns. It was his biggest game of the year, being his rookie season, his biggest game of his career so far. Absolutely dominated. The Chiefs secondary can be suspect at time. They have been beaten before by good passing games. They aren't a great secondary. Also, Tyron Matthew is banged up. He's listed as questionable for this game right now. Unsure if he's going to play. If he's out, that is a huge loss for the Kansas City Chiefs and their defense. He's the leader of that defense. He's one of their best players. And if he does play and he's limited at all by his injury, this could be another huge game for Jamar Chase. Even if he's fully healthy, like he was in the first meeting, Chase had those 266 yards. So regardless, I'm expecting a big day at a chase. This game definitely has some shootout potential. There were 65 points scored in their first meeting. The over-under for this conference championship game right now is at 54 and a half, so it's a high over-under. Playing the Chiefs, you're going to have to pass the ball. You're going to have to score points. So I expect a lot of Jamar Chase in this game, and that is the player prop I'm making. I'm going with Jamar Chase over 87 and a half receiving yards. Okay, those are my two plays for the AFC Championship game. Now let's move on to the NFC Championship between the Rams and the 49ers. The game will be played in LA, meaning that the Rams will get the Conference Championship at home. And if they were to win this game, the Super Bowl's in LA as well. If they get eliminated, they stay home. All of that means that the Rams don't have to leave LA for the rest of the season, regardless of what happens. Now the 49ers have kind of been a thorn in the side of the Rams. They beat them twice already this season the 49ers did over the Rams and this Kyle Shanahan versus Sean McVay matchup Shanahan's really dominated it he is seven and three overall in his career against McVay but even more importantly than that he's won the last six consecutive meetings between these two coaches so Shanahan definitely seems to have the edge there something about the McVay system versus the Shanahan system the edge definitely goes to the 49ers in that one despite the fact that top to bottom them. The Rams do have the better team. Stafford had a great year. Cup obviously has been unbelievable. He had one of the best wide receiver seasons in NFL history. But the big thing that the Rams have going for them right now is their defensive line, their pass rush is really clicking. They made that trade midseason to acquire Von Miller. He got off to a little bit of a slow start with the Rams, but he's been absolutely dominant lately. This pairing of Aaron Donald and Von Miller is exactly what they wanted it to be. It's been a huge problem for opposing offenses, offensive lines. But look, the same thing can kind of be said on the other side too, right? With Armstead, with Nick Bosa in particular, who's one of the best pass rushers in football, the 49ers defensive line has given a lot of teams problems as well. So with the way both defensive lines have been playing, I think that this is going to be a lower scoring, grinded out type of game between these two teams that know each other very well. These two coaches obviously know each other very well. I think it's going to be more a story of the defensive battle, a more a story of the two pass rushes I think will both have some success getting after the quarterback I think it's going to be tough for both teams to run the ball both teams like to run the ball the rest of the offense kind of comes through the running game I think both defenses will look to shut that down on the other and probably have some success doing so again because of the powerful defensive line play so I am expecting a little bit of an uglier game here lower scoring 
tough battle from start to finish. I could really see this one going either way, because as I said before, the Rams are definitely the better team, in my opinion, and they're playing at home, so they should win this game, but as I said, the 49ers have had their number. Shanahan's beaten McVay six times in a row now. They beat them twice this year in the regular season, including that one on the last week of the season where the Rams had a big lead. They blew it. They let the Niners come back and get the win. So the 49ers are definitely going to have confidence going into this game. They know that they can beat the Rams because they've done it plenty. And that kind of puts the pressure right back on the Rams. They're more pressured to perform. They went all in with the trades they made, with the free moves that they made they're kind of selling out for a championship now and this is probably the last team that they wanted to see just because of the success that the Niners have had in this head-to-head matchup historically so this is another one look I mean both championship games are really good matchups really close matchups and both of them are matchups that I could see going either way but I'm kind of leaning towards the 49ers because they've beaten them head-to-head they're gonna have the extra confidence and I still just don't fully trust Matthew Stafford yet. I know he was very good last week, and I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo either as the 49ers, but 49ers just always find ways to win despite Garoppolo, while the Rams kind of rely more on the quarterback play, and it wouldn't surprise me if with Nick Bosa and that pass rush getting home on Stafford that he has a little bit of an off game. So again, I could see it going either way. The Rams should win the game, though I don't think that they are going to win the game so the play that i'm going to make i'll take the points i'll take the 49ers getting three and a half so even if they lose by a field goal we'll still cover that spread with the hook give me niners plus three and a half against the rams now the player prop that i'm making on this game i'm going to george kittle he hasn't been used that much recently and especially in the playoffs kittle's been more of a boomer bust kind of guy this year he is definitely a top three tight end in football but he has these games where they use him heavily and he goes off for huge numbers but he's an excellent blocker as well so they do use him a lot in that sense now in this matchup Debo Samuel is going to be getting a lot of coverage from Jalen Ramsey of course now they could put him in the backfield like they have been doing and use him a lot at running back which I think that they will but in this passing game when it's time to pass if Ramsey is locking down Debo Samuel I think Garoppolo is going to have to look to Kittle I think Kittle's kind of due for a big one this week because he hasn't had his breakout game yet in the playoffs this year. I think that this could be the one. And when I look at his total for receiving yards, it's pretty low. 52 and a half. I mean, 52 and a half to go over that. He doesn't even have to have a great game, spectacular game. He just has to have a productive game. If the Niners are going to have a chance to win in this one, I think that Kittle is going to have to be involved in the offense. So that's the player prop I'm making on this. George Kittle over 52 and a half receiving yards. Okay, so those are both games. Those are my four picks for this week. Just to give them one more time, I have the Bengals plus seven, the 49ers plus three and a half, Jamar Chase over 87 and a half receiving yards, and George Kittle over 52 and a half receiving yards. Those are my four plays for the conference championship games. I am 50 and 50 
even on my 100 picks so far this year. We'll obviously be looking to get back in the green, stay above 500 on conference championship week. But with that being said, that is all that I have for this episode, which is brought to you by La Touraine, Pick'em Wars, Team Clicks, Fanatics, Rave On Sports, and Border Fuel Sports. All those promos that I just named and that I rattled off all the details for at the beginning of this episode can all be found in one place along with announcements about my podcast, about my appearances on other podcasts, and all of the articles that I write as well can all be found on my Twitter page. The handle is at Adam Hull Sports. I hope you follow me there. I hope you come back next week for a Super Bowl episode of the podcast. Until then, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks for listening.